0: this topic is very deep and honestly i was hesitant Shall i talk about it or la are they too young or are they mature so ف... i thought la most of you are i think adults now okay we we usually like in islam anyone who is above 10 11 12 to the you're an, you're an adult right whether your parents teach you like an adult I but so I 'm going to treat you like adults. In fact one, one of the surprising things that shaitan has done he has made us forget who we really are. shaitan has actually for made us forget who we are okay that's a pretty serious thing, don't you think? if you don't know who you are, then everything else. Is a disaster. Okay, ف, to make you understand who who you are, I shay let's let's cross out all the options. Okay, let's talk about who Shaitan has made you think you are. Okay. Number one, Shaitan has made us believe that we are only our bodies. النقطة, what do you think? How is that so? How has Shaitan made us think that we are only our bodies? He made us do what he told us to do. He made us do what he told us to do. Explain further. What does that mean? He made us think that your body will show who you are. Okay, how? How though? Give me an example. You obeyed him, him, but how how, how do people define themselves by their bodies? Okay, for example, someone's going to the gym, he has a six-pack, he has biceps, he looks at himself in the mirror, does this, does this, and he says, Wow, I am so muscular. I am so fit. Is is this statement true? What's fit? His body is fit. What about him? Is he fit? Is he different than his body? Are we different than our bodies? What happens,. What happens when you sleep? Yes. The soul departs the body. Wait a second., when we sleep, we are not ourselves. Have you ever thought about this? Your body is there sleeping, but your soul is somewhere else. What happens when someone dies?: Yes. The Ruh leaves the body, and what happens to the body? Yeah, it basically becomes nothing. The only thing that's left is the small bone that's at the end of your spine. Did you guys know this? There's a small tailbone. That's the only thing that remains in the grave. And SubhanAllah, that is where you will be brought back to life on the Day of Judgment. For the question is now, when you die and the body dissolves, and you define yourself by your body, what just happened? You got it wrong, right? But Are you your body? You aren't your body. Okay, your body is something else. And the biggest proof that you aren't your body is that when you die, what happens to your body? It disappears. But your ruh, What happens to your ruh? Does it die? Okay, interesting. So the ruh doesn't die. Okay. Let's look at, uh, and by the way, just a quick uh, point here. Do people take care of their bodies a lot nowadays? What do you think? Uh, if you go to city center, what do you see in the shops? What are they selling? Food. food. What's food for? Food is for, what else do they sell? Clothes. clothes. What's clothes for? Bad. Gym, yes, the health clubs and the gyms and the spas is for what? It's for the body. But you know, makeup and salons for the sisters. For the body, for the, for the brothers here. Clothes, shoes, bags. Everything is for what? Do you find anything in city center that's sold for the soul, for the ruh? Healthy shay? Is there like a shop that says... You know, 20% discount. Food for your ruh. Healthy you There's <laughs> a masjid. There's a masjid, yeah. <laughs> it's free for all, free for all. Fa, yes, good point. A masjid is food for your body. Next, look at another point. Who are you? Shaitan makes you believe that you are your relationships. Fa, sumahtaw, this term, when someone's so in love with his wife, He says to her, I love you so much, I can't live without you. And then a few years later, that wife dies. What happens to the husband? Depressed. Depressed, you know, maybe he, I don't know, kills himself (laughs) by extreme. But the idea is when you attach yourself to your relationships, what happens when they go away? You get destroyed. Are you really your relationships? What happens to relationships when you die? die. Do, do, will your parents go with you in the grave? Will your sisters and brothers go with you in the grave? Will your aunt, uncles and aunties go with you in the grave? Will your grandma go with you in the grave? What's going to happen to our relationships? Are they going to mean anything? Are we going to stand like Kill family is going to be standing in front of Allah and the family all together and you take a nice selfie? Is that going to happen? What's going to happen Yom al Qiyamah? Are there going to be any relationships? No relationships. Only with Allah, absolutely. But In terms of family relationships, husband, wife, brother, sister, mother, father, what's going to happen? To the extent that imagine a a mother that has a small baby that she's feeding, she's going to drop it. She's going to be concerned about herself. Everyone is going to be concerned about themselves. wahad fi'na is going to be standing in front of Allah alone. But do relationships mean anything? Are you your relationships? You're not. Does shaitan make you believe sometimes that you are your relationships? Yes, sometimes. Okay. What about possessions? Does shaitan make us believe that we are our possessions? Give me examples. Yes. Good, so I am my phone. Me and my phone are inseparable. My life is in my phone. And so when the phone falls, or when the phone dies, what happens to you? Yeah, and if your phone gets lost or something, some people have a lot of uh, you know, problems emotionally. Right? Then all your photos, all your messages, all your WhatsApp, everything is gone. Has it ever happened to anyone here? Wow, what's going on with you guys? <laughs> okay, if, uh, you guys realize possessions. Some people identify themselves by their clothes. Some people bad identify themselves by their cars. So, what else? What are other possessions that we identify ourselves by? Shoes. By your shoes. Jobs. Okay, we're coming to jobs later on. But this is possessions, things. Objects, yeah. Money, yes, so your bank account. Who are you ask someone who are you? He says, I'm a millionaire. Possessions. I'm the owner of ten factories. I'm the owner of twenty cars. I'm the owner of a house in front of the beach. Okay? For these possessions. Do what happens to these possessions when you die? Do they come with you in the grave? Can you take your phone with you in the grave? Yeah. To play some uh, angry birds in the grave? Can you do that? Can you take your watch with you in the grave? What about your car? Your house? Your bags? Nothing, For right? Are you your possessions? No. No, you're not. Okay. Next job, for a lot of people, I am... An accountant. You ask him, who are you? I'm an accountant. I'm an engineer. I'm a doctor. I'm a teacher. They identify themselves by their jobs. Their jo- they are their jobs. But when, the, when they get fired, what happens to them? Depressed. Completely depressed. They're destroyed. Okay? And they live in, in fear their whole life because they think that they are their job. So without their job, they're nothing. Just like this person, without his wife, he felt he was nothing. This person, without his job, he feels he's nothing. Okay? And shaitan makes you live in that fear your entire life. I'm my job. And you're always scared of your boss firing you then. What happens to your job when you die? It's given to another person. Yeah, it'll keep continuing, Tara. There's plenty of accountants in the world. Yeah, we'll get to that, inshallah. So, you aren't your job. You aren't a doctor. You aren't an accountant. That's just your job. Who are you? That's the question. Okay. Next achievements. I am my achievements. This is a big one, also. Who are you? I am an A student. I am. The best football player in my school. I am the smartest kid in my class. So right? some people identify themselves by their achievements. Yes? Bad at only examples of achievements that we sometimes get too hooked to, yes. I am the best at maths. Very good. I'm the best at math. Bad mm-hmm. and examples of achievements. I'm the best in spelling. I'm the best mother. Achievements. yes. People who have attachment to their achievements, when you go in their offices, what do you see in the back wall? Trophies, trophies medals, certificates. That's who they are. Uh, they identify themselves by their achievements. Can you take your trophies and medals and, and certificates with you in the grave? are you your achievements no. you're not your achievements yeah. by the way i'm not saying achievements is a bad thing i'm s- i'm just saying you are not your achievements have b- big achievements in life do amazing things in life but don't identify yourself by achievements that is shaitan okay social status any ideas on this one i am masalan I'm the president of this country. I'm the president of my class society. I'm the son of so-and-so. I'm from the family of so-and-so. Don't you know who my uncle is? Don't you know who my father is? Yes, bad examples of social status. I'm the son of a very successful businessman. I'm from a very um, deeply-rooted Arab family. Don't you think people identify themselves by their social status? Yes. What happens to your social status when you die? Do you have like uh, economy class, business class, and first class graves? Well, all are the same inside. Maybe on the outside, yes. You can put some marble and some... Uh, fancy graves on the outside, but inside the small box that you'll be in, is it going to be the same for all? I think uh, in other religions they have like fancy graves, like you can put in a nice casket and there's uh, you're dressed in a tuxedo. So that's first class graves. Yani. It's a big business, by the way, in the West. Huge business, multi million dollar. Okay. But in, uh, in our deen, your social status means nothing when you die. And Yom al will your social status mean anything? Will you be given special service because you're from the so-and-so family? Or because your father was so-and-so? Or because you, you had a certain color passport? Your skin color, will it matter? No, it won't matter, right? Knowledge. For a lot of people, they think that they are their knowledge. They think they are their intelligence. It's a bit connected to achievements, knowledge. I am a PhD in mathematics. I graduated from Harvard. I'm a Harvard grad. I'm an MIT grad. I've read 10,000 books. I have. 5,000 books in my house that I've read. What happens to all of this knowledge when you die? All these books. Doesn't mean anything. And then family roots, which is connected to uh, your background, right? Your social status. Family roots. I'm from the family of so and so. Our parents, our grand grandparents were from so and so. Our nationality, our heritage, our culture—all of this means nothing when you die. صح? And Yom Qiyamah again: Will people with dark skins be on a separate group, and lights, blondes will be in a separate group, and blue-eyed people in a separate group? Well, everyone's going to be equal. Everyone's going to be equal. Okay. For you are none of this. And Shaitan, she What does Shaitan do? Yes. All these things. Okay. Very good. Oh, by the way, you'd be surprised at so many people who uh, spend their entire lives thinking that they are these things. Okay. Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. You guys came here today. You listened to this talk. People watching us online. You've heard this. Hopefully now your eyes have opened up to the reality that you are none of this who are you really? Who, who are you in your essence? when your body is gone, when possessions are gone what remains? the Ruh, okay the Ruh and all the good deeds that you've done all the good deeds that you're taking with you, yes that's Hatta deeds, by the way. Will you know will deed, will our good deeds earn us Jannah? Shraikum. Actually, no. Our deeds will Inshallah, help us on the scale. But what will enter us Jannah is the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We you know, without Allah's mercy, we can't we can't say ya Allah, you have to put me in Jannah. I worked so hard in this deen, I built a masjid, I built a school, I built a hospital no, these deeds alone mean nothing unless Allah accepts them and He, has, he enters you into His paradise with His mercy to your deeds won't be of anything, won't be of any use فَدَائِمًا Yani. <laughs> whenever you do good deeds uh, always ask Allah, Ya Allah accept this for me please then if if you do a lot of good deeds but you don't get acceptance, will it be of any use, of Judgment? It has it has no weight. Okay. And for Surah al kahf we read this ayah every week. Right? Shall I tell you about the biggest losers? Those people who They spent their entire entire lives thinking that they're doing amazing things. But Yom Al what will happen? They will realize what? It was nothing. Okay? You are none of this, you are your Ruh. Alhain. you know why people, uh, why the human beings in general, why they're afraid of death? Who knows why? It has something to do with this topic. Yes? Okay, afraid to face consequences. Very good answer. Bad, something related to this topic actually. You don't, to you, you, you don't want to lose who you think you are. Very good, Uthman. Shaitan plays this game with us. The game is, you are all these things. Forget the ruh. Shaitan wants you to forget the ruh. Okay, because by the way, when you remember the Ruh and you feed the Ruh, what happens to your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Get stronger, you get closer to Him. When you forget the Ruh, what happens to your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You go farther away and you get closer to who? Shaytan. So, Shaitan wants you to pull, to, his, wants to pull you to his gang and the Ruh wants to go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, that's a constant struggle. The only way for shaitan to overcome you is to make you forget who you are. To make you forget your ruh, your essence, who you really are. By the way, quick question. How do we feed our ruh? What's the food for ruh? Yes? Quran, salah, meditation, ta'ammal, anything that reminds you of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In a nutshell, dhikrullah is food for your ruh. Remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa taala. But you guys coming here, aren't we remembering Allah subhanahu wa taala? that in a way is also the That's also remembrance of Allah. This is actually a gathering for food for the ruh. Du'a, athkar, all of these things are food for the ruh. Do you know people who don't pray nowadays? Do you know people who don't read Qur'an except on uh, in Ramadan? Yes. But people have been distracted. Shaitan has made them realize that no, no, no. You just need to take care of all these other things, because this is who you really are. And what has he made most people forget? The real you. Okay, the ruh itself. Okay. Fa does okay question? Does the ruh ever die? No. Yes or no? No. Yeah. no. Think about it. Did the Ruh ever die at any single point? No, the Ruh never dies, by the way. That death is only a transition. You know what a transition is? It's like a small stop, a pit stop. So everyone, Formula One, when the cars, they're going one lap, what do they do? After a couple of laps, when the tires need to be changed? They stop at what, what is known as what? The pit stop. And who knows how long do cars on average stay in the pit stop? Three seconds. It's, it's, I, th- I, I know it's 8 seconds, like it's, it's the ideal, yeah. 3, I don't know, how are you going to change tires in 3 seconds, <laughs> but 8 is usually like the, the best time, if you can do it under 8, that's amazing, okay, for life continues, it doesn't stop, okay, after you die, yes, your body will decompose and all these other things will be gone, but your ruh goes to a place called al-barzakh, this transitionary state, okay? It's in the unseen. Man aarfahana what it is. Don't ask me what it's gonna look like. I don't know. I haven't been there yet. Okay? بس question How long will it take, how long will it feel in the grave between the moment you die to the moment Yawm al Qiyamah is raised? Yes? Two seconds. Close. Yeah, it's like taking a short nap between Dhuhr and Asr. That's how sh- like fast it's gonna pass by. Okay, um, and so for the believers, who oh by the way are all graves gonna be scary and filled with snakes and bugs and? Yeah. How many? How many of you think all graves are scary and filled with snakes and? Kilafiran <laughs> firan Believe it or not, the believers, المؤمنين, their graves will be a, a piece of Jannah. It will be a garden of paradise. Then think about it. Like, why would Allah put you into this fear if you lived a, a life true to yourself? If you lived a life of a good Muslim, Allah For us, should we be actually scared of Al Qabr and Al Qabr? No, we shouldn't be scared, right? But does this mean you live a life of partying and forget praying? O no. khalchee? No. Again, you do what you're supposed to do. Follow Allah subhanahu wa taala. Know who you are. Take care of your ruh. Obey Allah as much as you can. You know, follow the commands of Allah and the Quran and you know the Prophet sallallahu And inshallah, you, you will pass and be optimistic about it. Don't be depressed. Shaitan wants you to be constantly scared of shuno. You know, Scared of dying because, like you said, our actions, for most people who are scared, their actions are good or bad? They know they messed up. It's very much like an exam. Let's say, imagine you have an exam that you haven't studied for in school. Would you want to see your grades? Even if you got the grades, would you want to show them to your parents? Why? Why? Why, like are your parents like uh, Do they look like monsters or something? Annie? What's so scary about, about your parents?: Yes. But what, what's, what would they do to you? Would they beat you, Annie? Ah, thank you. Disappointment—it calms you down when they when. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. I love that disappointment. We are afraid of disappointing our parents. Leish So what? Why? Why are we afraid of disappointing them? Wow, very good. We want to make them proud because they've spent all this money in your education. Right? And they have expectations that you're going to, inshallah, be honest and you're going to be responsible. You're going to study. You're going to try your best to get good grades. But if you mess around, if you've you know, skipped class, you're always messing around, you're in some cases running away from school with your friends, telling your parents that you're going to go do homework at your friend's house but you end up playing PlayStation all day, doing no homework, no project, you're lying at your parents huh? and then you fail, and of course then you have consequences. But the idea here is there's fear of, it's not, the he, it's not the fear of, you know, horror movies, like paranormal activity. Seen that movie? Is it scary? What's a scary movie nowadays that everyone has seen? I don't know. A day, Jaws, huh? Annabelle, (laughs) did you see Annabelle? It's not that kind of fear, Tara. us fearing Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Is it supposed to be a fear that Allah is going to like have a scary look and He's going to have like an axe in His hand and a chainsaw? Yeah, it's about respect. It's about us fearing of letting Him down. Very similar to our parents, but to an even more higher degree. That Allah gave us the Quran, He, gave us, he sent us prophets, then, and He taught us everything we need. Now He has expectations from us, He expects us to study and pass this exam. But if we mess up, we're, abs- we're, we're afraid of, not Him, afraid of disappointing Him. Afraid of letting Him down, afraid of not meeting His expectations. But that's the fear, and it's, is it a healthy fear, by the way? Yeah. Is this fear good or no? Yeah. Yes, it's actually good. There's, okay, there's two types of fears. Good fear and bad fear. Who can tell me what's bad fear? Paranormal activity, Paranormal activity fear is, uh, yeah, it's, it's of no use for you, Annie. If you like watching horror movies, uh, you're harming yourself. صراحة. Now, this fear is of no use. Okay, it's entertainment. This is of no use. What are other examples of unhealthy fear? You could tell me. Roller coaster. No, that's part of entertainment and adventure. That's okay. Yes? Okay, being afraid of not dis- of disappointing your parents and stuff. Yes. So that is good, good fear. That is actually good. It's gonna keep you in check. That's very good fear, but there's very bad fear that's gonna destroy you. Not fearing? You don't care, Yani? No. Okay. So you have really nasty parents, and they're gonna physically harm you with a belt or with a shoe. Does that happen, by the way? Hands up. For those of you who have heard stories, I'm not saying that they're your parents. Wow. Really? Physical? Whoa. I think in a number that you call for child abuse, we need to figure out what that number is. Wow, this is shocking. Hey! Wow! 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 Yeah, yeah. For that, fear is unhealthy fear. If you, if you're afraid that your parents are going to hit you, that's unhealthy fear. Okay, and your parents need to uh, get checked out by a doctor, like a psychiatric doctor. They're not normal, Tara. If your parents hit you, they're not normal. Um, they're not human, actually. Parents who hit their children are not human. Okay, Their mercy is gone. They're worse than animals. Um. <laughs> Unhealthy fear. I, I know of an uncle who lost his job and was so afraid how is he gonna find another job? He was always worried, depressed, and and worried about like the future. Okay. diamond like he he started smoking. A lot of smokers, when do they smoke? When they get nervous. Stressed out, nervous. But this uncle, you know what he used to do in his house? In his house there was like a a garden. Every day. All, you'd see him walking, and he's smoking, and he's just walking. He's just walking and worrying. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? <laughs> then so he kept on getting worried, 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 until he started getting pain in his here somewhere in the, le- in the lungs. I know this personally. this like uncle, okay? I've seen it with my own eyes. He started getting this pain, went to get checked to the doctor. The doctor said, there's nothing there. Pain started getting worse, 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 worse. They went to get a second opinion at another hospital outside of Bahrain. Guess what? Cancer. Cancer. Within just a period of two months, he developed stage four cancer. You know what stage four cancer is? Yeah, it's like the last stage. uh, Medication, chemotherapy, none of this works out. And within a couple of months, he died. Now... What caused that cancer to come? Stress. That, yeah, that fear. Why was he stressed out? Because he lost his job. He lost his job and he's worried. So I constantly worried. How am I going to get another job? Will I get another job? Will I be able to pay my bills? Will I be able to send my kids to school? Okay, this constant worry. Is this good fear or bad fear? Bad, bad fear. What about fear? Of not, for example, I know some sisters who uh, are worried of not getting married. Always, they're always scared, always panicking, always saying negative things. I'm never going to get married. I have bad luck. All my friends are lucky. I'm never going to get married. Is this good fear or bad fear? What do you think? Bad fear. This is re- this is like poison. Oh, by the way, such people, will they eventually get married, do you think? No. Because they're attracting negativity, right? They're, they're negative, uh, you attract negativity. Okay? Bad there's uh, some people who are afraid of getting sick. Always afraid of getting sick. I shouldn't eat this, I'm going to get sick. I shouldn't go out like this, I'm going to get sick. I'm going to get sick, I'm going to get sick. What happens eventually? They get sick. They get sick. So that kind of fear, is it good or bad? That's bad, okay? Good fear is fear of disappointing Allah, disappointing your parents, not meeting expectations. Okay? But other types of fear are dangerous. Again, connecting that back to here. Zain? And I'll end with this. Intabhu Zain, okay? You know why most people fear death? Deep down inside, Shaitan has like a curtain. Sah? A fi curtain, okay, and that curtain covers up your ruh. For so what do you see as yourself? All these things. صح? You see all these things. The real you is hidden behind what? A behind a curtain. When you die, the moment of death, the angel of death comes to you, what's gonna open up? The curtain's gonna open up. And what's, what are you gonna see? The real you. For someone who has lived his whole life thinking he is this, all these things, when he sees his real himself, his real self, will he, will it be, I mean, will it be of any use? Well, is it too late now? Can you say, Ya Allah, now I know who I am, please give me a couple of years, let me go back and fix myself. No second chance. Okay, that's the moment shaitan fears. That's why most people fear death. Because shaitan doesn't want you to see that all of this is false. He doesn't want you to see who you really are. Alright? The idea is, you need to, first of all, realize who you really are. Okay? Well, I'll share with you a very nice quote by Eckhart Tolle, he's written a very good book called The Power of Now. Very interesting book. Death is a stripping away of all that is not you. Is it clear? When death comes, what happens? The curtain opens. Everything that's not you gets stripped away. Now, this is interesting here. The secret of life is to die before you die and find that there is no death. What is this? Yes. Yes. Very good. You basically kill this thing called ego inside of you, this shaitan inside of you. You kill it before you die. And then you live your life truth to yourself. You realize who you really are, your ruh. And then when you realize you are your ruh, you realize that there is... Is there death or no? There is no death. Is there anything to fear? There's nothing to fear. But will you live your life in happiness? And in peace, whether you live a life in misery and suffering and grief. How many of you want to live your life in misery, suffering and grief? Nobody wants that, right? Allah also doesn't want that from you. Who wants you to live a life of misery, suffering and grief? Shaitan. And that is known as the hell, hellfire of dunya. Just like there's a hellfire in akhira, there's a hellfire in? dunya. The hellfire of dunya is depression, sadness, anxiety, fear, anger, jealousy, all these negative things. Okay? Allah wants you to live in in the jannah of dunya, in the paradise of dunya. And the only way you can live the paradise of dunya is if you constantly remind yourself, Tara, I'm I'm none of this. I am Ultimately, my ruh, and I need to take care of my ruh. My ruh is the most important thing. Does this mean you don't take care of your body, by the way? No. And you start eating a lot of pizza and, and you know Big Macs and Pepsi, and you say, No, I'm just gonna take care of my ruh and read Quran and eat jasmine all day. Does this does this mean that? Yeah. No. Does this mean you don't buy cars and a nice house and a nice bag? No. You can buy stuff. You can have the best relationships you want. You can have the best job. You can be the CEO of a bank or a company. You can have amazing social status. You can come from a big family. You can have amazing achievements. You can have trophies and everything, medals. You can have a lot of knowledge. You can be a Harvard graduate. You can have good family roots. But do you define yourselves by these things? Who do you define yourselves by? Okay, very good. So now this is what Eckhart Tolle said. Let's see what Allah says now. Because Allah's words are more important Yes okay. Allah says in Surah Qaf To summarize this entire lesson لَقَدْ كُنْتَ And here Allah's talking to who? To the person who didn't know who he really was okay. The person who was pulled away by Shaitan. The one who was tricked by Shaitan. Allah says You know what ghafla means? Yeah, and you were asleep. Exactly, you weren't aware. You were you were in a delusion, distracted. You were heedless. Okay, كنت في غفلة, like this curtain. هذا, what's هذا? The real you. This moment of and this is by the way, Allah is talking about the moment of death. لقد كنت في غفلة من هذا. فكشفنا عنك And then we opened up that curtain. We revealed the real you to yourself. Then Allah says, فَبَصَرُكَ الْيَوْمَ hadid," And today, this moment when you die, what's going to happen to your eyesight? You can see everything perfectly clear now. Everything is so clear for you. Hadid from had, from, from precise, from very clear. You're, you will see reality. The curtain opens, you see reality. Shaitan's job is to do what? To keep the curtain closed and to keep your, your reality hazy. Okay? Unclear. You're always distracted, always pulled away by temptations, entertainment, you know. You're always busy, busy, busy. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, friends, TV, music, shameless things online. Distracted, 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 you forget who you really are. Allah saying on the day of on the day of your death. The moment of your death, Allah was saying, "You were, you forgot who you really were, and we're gonna reveal who you really are today, and your eyes will be clear then." Alhamdulillah, <laughs> Say all of you say Alhamdulillah that we read this ayah today before we died. Then <laughs> this means all of us have a chance to do what? All of all of us have a chance to. Know who are, who we are. To know. Thank you. To know who you really are. All of us, all of you, got the chance to know who you are not. But what did we just do today? We exposed shaitan, صح. We exposed shaitan. Shaitan is very upset, by the way, by me. Sin? extremely, يعني. Yani. And he's upset by you also. Lena. you guys came. It's like, man, why did she come today? She should have not come. She should have made up an excuse. I'm busy. I'm tired. I have to go to my friend's house, sah? And so many people. Wanted to come, they couldn't make it. If I say, Alhamdulillah, that you're here, you got to know this truth before you died so you have a chance now to, inshallah, keep yourself connected with this. But what's going to happen next week? Not next week. What's going to happen tomorrow when you go back to school and back home and back to your friends? What's going to happen? Shaitan's going to... Yeah, that cross is going to go, right? Shaitan's going to... Make you realize that, wait a second, maybe I am these things. Because all your friends will say, wait a second, we are these things, we are this, we are this, we are this. You want to be like your friends and most of society, or you want to be from the special people who realize who they really are. Out of every hundred people, how many, did Allah, how many did the Prophet say will be on the right track, will see things for reality? Out of every hundred, one will be saved. Out of every thousand, 999 will get it wrong. Okay, it's a very small number, Okay, if, uh, this is this is the real game with Shaitan. Think of it like a game. Okay, whenever you get distracted, remember, ah, Shaitan's trying to get me. I'm not gonna fall for his trap. Fall for this trap. And just remind yourself. Keep killing this ego This is ego, by the way You have to keep killing it It's like the small idol in our hearts That we have to get out and just break Reminders Constant reminders Constant Istighfar And and just Quran keeps reminding of this ف- ideally if you're praying and you're reading Salah, you're saying iyak and na'bud Which means, Allah, we only worship you, not these things Right? Again, I have a talk on March 12th that all of you should come to It's about Salah, it's about upgrading your Salah It's about praying with meaning, praying with khushu' Quality prayer So you can really have that divine connection with Allah so That your ruh can get that food so it's become alive so that you can remember. But if you pray very quickly, Alhamdulillah, 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 Did you get reminded? No, no. Okay. And that, isn't that how most people pray today, unfortunately? Yes? Yes. Uh, InshaAllah, I'm going to you know, try to explain some of the beautiful meanings of Salah and how to improve our Salah. That's a good question, Baba It's not easy. It's a constant. Yeah, and you have to be aware, you have to be conscious. This is what taqwa is consciousness. You have to be awake. You know, Ali bin Abi Talib said that, niyam. and they will wake up when they die. Most people are asleep and they will wake up when they die, when it's too late. But we need to constantly be aw- awake in this life. Wanna manab- manab- be numb? You shouldn't go back to sleep. Okay? This means you're, slee- you're sleeping. Sorry. This means you're sleeping. If you think you are this, you're sleeping. You wake up when you break this idol. Okay? If, uh, uh, any questions? Everything clear? Yes? You know who you really are now? And be happy because you're not going to die, inshallah. Right? Nothing to be afraid of. Yes? Very good point. Very good point. So, does Allah like, um, reward us based on our results? Well, uh, on our efforts? Yes. yes, efforts and Allah kareem. Allah is merciful, Allah is loving. So he's going to just, even if you've taken baby steps. I'll give you an example to make it clear. Let's say, you know, a boy named Ahmed decides to memorize the entire Quran. And he's bad at memorizing. So he says, I'm going to memorize one ayah every day for the next ten years. So day one, he memorized how many ayat? One. one. Day two? One. Two ayat. And mashallah he has the right niyyah and he's taking action, right? Baby steps. Is one ayah a day easy or difficult? Easy. Imagine on the third day, he's going to school. He gets into a very bad accident and he dies. Fast forward the day of judgment. What do you think Allah, how do you think Allah will deal with him Yes Yes We can say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his mercy and kindness and love will raise him as a hafiz Quran because he was on his way That's it's not about the results the results are not in our hands The results are with who Allah right Our job is to get our intentions right and just start doing something Start driving along the road. Start taking those baby steps. And don't be overwhelmed with results. Ashabul Al-Kahf, you know the people of the cave, the youth of the cave? What happened to them? They were living in a city where the king was not believing in Allah. They went into a cave, made dua, Ya Allah, help us, help us. Allah made them sleep for how many years? 309 years. They woke up, the whole country was Muslim. Did they do anything? What did they do? They slept. Who made them sleep, and who made everything change? Yeah. Okay. That's the lesson. All right. Jazakumallah khair. I'll see you next week, inshallah. Subhanallah bihamdik. Same time, six thirty. Okay? Yes. Okay. Subhanallah bihamdik. la ilaha illa anta. wa Assalamu alaykum